I'm Len Tillum. I'm a lawyer. This is a podcast. You got legal problems. We've got all kinds of legal answers. You can call in with any kind of a problem you got. We have figured it out. 800-996-4505. If you get voicemail, leave a message. We'll get back to you. Call 9 to 5. We're answering phones. 800-996-4505. We figured out times to record the show. It'll work out. You got a legal problem, you call it in. This is podcasting. Thank you for listening. We've got over 3,000 listeners now, and the numbers keep growing. By all means, tell a friend. Fun radio. It's not radio. Fun pot. You're getting the idea. It's not radio. All right, let's start this show. Here we go. Call it in. 800-996-4505. Fred in Walnut Creek. Len Tillum. Fred, News Talk 910. Why you calling a lawyer? Hi, Fred. How are you? Good. I'm Fred. I know you're Fred. I'm Len. You got me. What's going on? Yeah, my son got uh, arrested for a DUI. Okay. Uh, What'd you say? Uh, he had .15 on his blood alcohol level. How old is he? 21. Okay. Please go on. He was at a, a party with some friends in an apartment complex, and um, he left the complex, walked across the street to pick up his truck and drive it back into the complex. All the while, the security guard for the complex was watching him, and as he pulled into the back into the complex with the truck, he stopped him, shined a light in his on his um, in his eyes, gave him a sobriety test, told him he was under arrest. Now, he, your son did not have to do a sobriety test for a private cop. You understand yeah. that? Yes, I do. He, he, I mean, it's, these gorillas, they hire these $8-an-hour lunatics who get a fake, stupid plastic badge, you know, like bubbles on top of their cars, and they think they you know, want to be cops. Some of them are dangerous. Go on. Yeah, and proceeded, told him he was under arrest. Yeah, well, a citizen, a security guard, anybody can do a citizen's arrest just like anyone else. Sure. Please go on. And uh, had him get out of the truck, fixed him, emptied his pockets out onto the... You had a schmuck who wants to play cop. That's what you had. Yeah, put his uh, items on the hood, handcuffed him, sat him on the ground, and and then called the uh, police department. They came, took a report from the uh, security guard, gave my son a breathalyzer, and arrested him. Point one five. Okay. So why are you calling me? Well, I, one of the big uh, questions I have is um, we did retain a lawyer. I loaned him the money. How much <laughs> money? Two thousand dollars. Yeah, go on. And we in, in this all in the story coming out, the uh, the lawyer that we hired, you know, is going to go through the process of making sure everything was done correctly in regards to the DUI, but also mentioned that his constitutional rights may have been violated. The lawyer's blowing smoke up your ass. Ah. The lawyer wanted to get two grand and made it. These criminal lawyers, a lot of them, they'll grab the money. Let me explain something. I don't know what this lawyer was thinking, but I don't see a constitutional issue, and let me explain. When, when, When you're a state actor, when you're a cop or an agent, you know, when you work for the state, then the Constitution applies and you can't violate constitutional rights. But this private cop is a citizen like you and me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I force you to confess and I don't give you Miranda warnings, maybe I, you know, maybe it can get me for battery, but it, I'm not violating any constitutional rights. I'm a private citizen. You understand? Mm-hmm. The, the, Miranda warnings, constitutional rights stop the state from taking our rights away. This stupid fat cop, he must have been fat, was, was you know, was a, um, a, a private citizen. 
So I don't see a constitutional issue. The private guard is a civilian. He's not a state actor, not a cop. Therefore, he cannot violate your son's constitutional rights. So you follow me? The guard is, a, you know, if the cop is acting as an agent for the cops, but he's not. He's not acting under the direction of the police. He did this on his own. It's not like the cops said, you go stop people for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, you know, maybe yeah. you'd have to argue that the 911 operator said, you know, check his sobriety. But I doubt if that happened. If the guard called 911 only after he detained your son, he is definitely not a state actor. This lawyer is blowing smoke to get two grand out of you, and he'll probably charge you another $3,000 to do research on the constitutional issue. And all you've got to say to the lawyer is, let me tell you what's going to happen. I can see the future with these these drunk driving criminal lawyers. They rip you off. Really? I, I mean, there's no constitutional issue here. This lawyer will charge you money to do research. And then ultimately he'll say, well, we lost that motion. Sorry, we'll plead him out with a point one five. There's no way you're going to get, you know, uh, a wet reckless or something. He's close to double the drunk amount. You got it? Yeah. And we don't like drunk drivers. I'm, I'm not saying me, but I'm saying juries, mothers against drunk drivers. Nobody likes drunk drivers. Right. So I'm telling you, you're going to spend a lot of money on the lawyer for what I like to call, they call it, criminal lawyers call it in the biz, they chuckle, a long, slow plea of guilty. In other words, you pay him a lot of money, he makes a few court appearances, charges you, you know, winds up being six, $700 an hour, and you, charge, you pay him two, three grand, and then you plead guilty anyway. So you better say, what's the constitutional issue? You know, mm-hmm. and he'll start, you know, ma, 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 you know, but this guy, I, I would try and get my money back. Have your son go to the public defender and see what's going on. You got it? Yeah, I did. Did you sign a retainer agreement with this criminal law attorney? I did. See, when a lawyer gets more than a grand, it requires a retainer agreement. I bet you it says it's non-refundable. I don't think you're going to get any money back. But you tell him I spoke to another lawyer and you made that crap up about constitutional issue. Got it? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, okay. Yeah, that answers my question. All right. All right. Appreciate- and by the way, let me tell you something else. If you go to trial on this, all of you should know this. When you go to trial on a drunk driver, it's not just the lawyer. You have to hire experts to show that the machines that do the drunk testing don't work. You could spend fifteen, twenty thousand $20,000 on a trial if you're a truck driver and you need your license, maybe. But a 21-year-old kid, forget about it. I wouldn't spend a lot of money on this. He was drunk and stupid. He's got to pay the price. Right? Right. Diana, South San Francisco, Len Tillum. Why are you calling a lawyer, Diana? I'm having a carpet problem. What's the story? Well, we have a carpet cleaner that we've had for the past year and a half. He's cleaned our carpets about three or four times. And this past time he came and he cleaned the carpets. When we weren't here, he said, just leave us the key. I could come and clean your carpets. You know, people do that. Mm-hmm. And when we came home, we noticed the carpets were very wet. We had to lay towels down. We called him up saying, why are carpets so wet? Normally they're dry by almost the night. Yeah. He said, oh, just open your windows and turn on your heat. They should be dry. You know, give them some time. Mm -hmm. Saturday comes, they're still not dry. And we call him again. And this time he says, oh, your carpets were very dirty. I used extra water. What did he put it in the, it sounds like he put it in the bathtub. And turn your heat on and they'll dry. Yeah. Well, now we're on Wednesday and they were starting to stink. Mm-hmm. The house was starting to smell bad. You got mold. Had, um, ex- yeah, we called ServaPro in, and that's what they said. There's moisture, there's mold under the carpet and the padding. 
your cement has to is damp, and one carpet, the carpet cleaner came, and I said, one carpet is still damp. It's still wet. No, if there's and, mold in that carpet, that carpet must be ruined, because just when it dries and, out doesn't mean the mold goes away. Saying, right, and he's saying the smell is from the dog going pee on the carpet. And I'm telling him, you cleaned other parts of the house where the carpet's dry, where the dog has peed. And those carpets are fine. Yeah, yeah, no, no, wait, wait, wait. Diana, Diana, how old are you? I'm 39. Do you know the difference between the smell of dog pee and wet carpet? Come on, right? I do. I think you know where he's blowing smoke, right? Yes, and he's telling me legally I have to let him in to come and fix it. No, you don't. And I'm telling him, I just want these carpets out because they're smelling, they're giving me, they're making me nauseous. Take them out. You don't have to let him in. You don't have to. He's going to BS you. He's not. Now, let me go through some things. This guy who ruined your carpet, how old is the carpet? The carpet is um, 11 years old since we've had the house. All right. So you've got to throw that carpet out. He's not going to do that. And if it's smelling and there's a danger of mold, get it out of your house. Um, You've got to understand something. You are not entitled to a brand new carpet because last Friday when he ruined it, you didn't own a brand new carpet. You owned an 11-year-old carpet. So the damage to your property is the depreciated value of a carpet that's 11 years old. And what's, you know, it's like a car. You're not going to get a brand new car. If somebody smashes up your 11-year-old car, you'll get the value of an 11-year-old car. Mm-hmm. And here's the problem you got. What's the average lifetime of a carpet? We looked on the Internet, and David says a typical carpet in a family home has a 10-year lifetime. So even if you sue him, how much is an 11-year carpet worth? What's, you, unless this was super expensive carpets. But if they weren't, you may just be buying new carpets and you can sue them in small claims court, but you won't get much money. Okay. You got it? So if you can get this yeah. guy to settle for five, $600, how much is it going to cost to buy nice new carpet? Um, you haven't even gone. About, yeah, about $8,000. $8,000. The whole house? No, just the, just the downstairs area where the carpet's damaged. Yeah, all right. Well, and you've been told it, it won't dry out. There's nothing you can do and there's mold well, in it. we were told by someone that it can dry. It's going to take about another week for it to completely dry and for the smell to go away. But they said your carpets are still going to be ruined. You can't get them cleaned ever again. You get them cleaned again, they're going to be falling apart. So I guess you've got to get rid of the carpets and decide what to do. This is like, you know... You get in an accident and your car's an old car and all of a sudden you got to buy a new car and you're stuck with this. I'm sorry to say it. And this carpet guy, does he work for a big company or he's just one guy with a truck and a cleaner? Yeah. He's got no money and, anyway. Well, he's like self-employed. He said he ha- you know, it has a title. and Yeah, he's got a know, title. Self-employed. You're going to sue him and then try and collect in small claims court. I'm sorry to tell you this. Call up your insurance company. Maybe you'll get some coverage from your homeowner's insurance. Maybe. Uh-huh. But they're also going to say the average, you know, the value of an 11-year-old carpet. I'm sorry to give you these, that news, okay? All right. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. John in Sausalito, Len Tillum, how come you're calling a lawyer? Len, hi. Uh, thanks. Um, if, a pro- if a piece of real property is in a living trust and one of those principles of that living trust gets a judgment against him... Will the judgment attach to the property? Now, this is a revocable trust, right? Yes. 
Yeah. So if you get sued, the purpose of a revocable trust, we do lots of them, is to avoid probate. Um, what's going on, when you use a trust to avoid probate, they're revocable. You can take a house out of it. You can sell it. You can add property. You can mortgage it. A revocable trust does not protect your assets from creditors. Even though the home is not titled, is this a married couple? Yes. Even though the home is not titled in the husband's and wife's name as individuals, you know, it's John Smith and Mary Smith, trustees of the John and Mary Smith Trust, they're the owners of the home and the owners of the trust. So the judgment creditor, the one who has the judgment, gets a certified abstract of judgment, records it in the county, and that will create a lien on any real property that the husband and wife own within that county. How much is the judgment for? I think it's 150000 or 125000 Is this you or a friend? A friend. What kind of case? What happened that he owes $150,000? Uh, didn't pay a creditor, uh, in business, sole proprietor. And that's it, right? How much equity in the house? There is equity. A lot of equity? Oh, enough for one hundred and twenty-five to 150000 Well, homes often get protected, and you might consider talking, they might for that much money talk to at least a bankruptcy lawyer. Okay. You, you know, and I can give you the name of a bankruptcy lawyer if David gives me the phone number. Her name is Shay Larkin. You can call up Shay or your friend call, have a free consultation on the phone. Um, Shay Larkin, L-A-R-K-I-N. And wait, we're pulling up the number right now. It's going to come. But a trust doesn't protect from creditors. You got that? It just, it. it avoids probate. Um, you can do irrevocable trusts, but... That would he couldn't even do that because it's a transfer to avoid creditors. They'd set it aside. Here's what she should call, or your friend should call. Shay Larkin, free consultation, four one five three four six seventeen ninety nine. Shay's been a guest on my show a few times. Bright, competent lady. She knows bankruptcy, and anybody who calls her gets a free consult on the phone because I plug her. Four one five three four six seventeen ninety nine. Okay. Thanks for your help. You're quite welcome, Mike in Nevada. Okay. Yes. How come you're calling a lawyer, Mike? Okay, because so because of this background check, I've, I've kind of missed out on a lot of um, opportunities to get apartments because that, there's all this you know red tape I got to go through, and, and at, the, at the end of it, they're like, "Well, sorry, you know." What, so what I did? Wait, but what what happens on the background check that they tell you sorry? No, the 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 apartment complex management. Yeah. It's one of these homeowners association type of places, and you know you got to jump through all these hoops to get a place. But what was them. the? You said there was a problem with the background check. What happened with? Yeah. The... Okay. So they do this background check on everyone, and my my name came up, and saying I have all these felonies like uh, grand theft auto, assault with a deadly weapon. You know. And you don't. And that's not you. You've never been convicted of a crime, right? Cor- correct. Yeah. So okay. they told me I have, I have to go clear with the Marine Corps. Yeah, and I went there. Um, they told me I got to go get fingerprinted. The mer- I went to the court. They said no, we don't do that. L- let me explain. Okay, landlords don't do criminal background checks. They do credit reports. So you got to go get a free credit report and see what's on them. And there must be something on there that says you've had a criminal conviction. You can also do a criminal record check, and I'm going to show you how. Okay, you go to the police okay. station, and it's called. You got a pencil. Uh, hang on. Get a pencil. I'll wait. This is important. We'll all wait for Mike. Local radio, you wait for the guy. It's not so... I Don't hit the button. All right, you ready? 
You've got to apply for what's called live scan. L-I-V-E-S-C-A-N. You can Google it. Live scan. It's one word. And that's where they take your fingerprints using a computer scanner. They send your prints and personal information to the California Attorney General's office, and they will give you a record of your criminal history if there is one. And then you can use that to challenge your credit report comments. There must be something in the credit report, and you can get a free credit report. David, where do you go for a free credit report? It's not freecreditreport.com. That's a ripoff. Oh, it's okay. at, no, no, that's a ripoff. That's, you know, those advertisements, that was BS. Here's where you get a free credit report. We're all entitled to it. Fill it out. It's called annualcreditreport.com. Annual credit, A-N-N-U-A-L, annualcreditreport.com. And all okay. of you, and then I, I think it's like Equifax or whatever the names, I don't even know. The, these, there are three companies that do this credit stuff, and you can get one from each of them. And then you'll see it, you do the live scan, and then if there's a negative rating or something wrong on your credit report, you can fight them and have them take it off, but you gotta jump through all those hoops. So go right. apply for live scan, get your credit report at annualcreditreport.com, take care of it, and clean up your life, okay? Okay, great. Well, I appreciate your help, Ben. Anytime, I'm glad you called. Jay in Fremont, Len Tillum. How come you're calling a lawyer, Jay? Hi, Highland. Great uh, service, great price. Thank you for your service. You can't beat the price, right? I can't. <laughs> really? Cheap at half the price. What's going on? Okay, I, I lived in this apartment for this, the third year. I'm there, and um, uh, there was a grease fire um, uh, in my kitchen, and I told the landlord I'll fix it, but she gave me a 60 days notice. No, no, wait, wait a minute. Rent, uh, rent has never been late, always on time. Yeah, so the landlord, wait a minute, what caused the grease fire? Uh, a pan, a pan, you know, a, 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 just some oil in a pan and just blew oh, up. Okay, so, all right, so it was your fault then, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so how, do you have a month-to-month lease or do you have a written lease? What do you got? First I had a year lease and then we went to month-to-month because I didn't want to sign another lease. Okay, and the landlord wants you out and gave you 60 days notice, and you've been there three years, right? Yeah. Yeah, everybody, even if you start with a written one-year lease, you move into a place, when the lease is over at the end of the year, and if you don't sign a new lease, the lease turns into what's called a month-to-month lease, and it's under the same terms as the old lease in terms of the rent. So Uh you've lived there more than a year, and because it's month-to-month, the landlord can terminate, throw you out, terminate your lease, but has to give you a 60-day notice. And okay. the, landlord, I, the landlord doesn't have to have a reason. They don't have to justify terminating the lease. Um, and Fremont doesn't have local rent control like San Francisco, does it? I don't think so, no. No, you need to find a new place to live. Because if you don't move out after 60 days, the landlord will evict you. It'll wind up on your credit report, could sue you. And if the landlord puts it on your credit report, sometimes other landlords run it. It's going to be fine, tough to find a new place. I, the landlord got mad. How much damage was done by this grease fire? Um, she just changed the cabinet and, and two cabinet doors, two cabinet burned down. So, so what? Burned down. It just got dark and smoky, and she's just making everything a big deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why oh, don't you I'll say? Why don't you say? I'll fix it. I'm sorry it happened. I like. I always pay my rent on time. I'm happy to be here. The only thing you can do is ask the landlord to change her mind. Okay. I told. I told her she's she's pretty. Uh, 
But one more question. She, sure. I never received any any um, eviction notice, like hand delivered. Or no, no, it's not an eviction notice. She has to give you in writing a sixty day notice. She Did, just taped it on the door. Yeah, and it says you got six. Then she has to. If you don't go out, she has to sue you to evict you in court. And how long does that take? Longer? That could take a few months to do. You you just keep paying the rent. But why don't you say this to her? Start looking for another place. Okay. And then you say, look, I'm looking for a place. Um, and if you if, if you can find one so that, you know, you can move out in 60 days, fine. If you can't, when it gets close to the end of the 60 days, say, look, I, I haven't found a place yet. Give me another month. I'm looking for a place. But okay. otherwise, she's going to take you to court. And she doesn't want to spend money on lawyers either. You got that? Okay. But I you don't think, think talking so. to her, you like it there. You don't think talking to her. I, I hate her guts. She's one of those people that's con- control freak. She hates everyone around her. So you hate her, and you're not willing to kiss her ass to stay there, are you? Not at all. Not all right, then all. you better go find another place to live, tough guy, okay? All right, thank you so much. Okay. Proves my point. I've made it all along. It's better to be the landlord than to be the tenant. It's like it's better to be the boss than the employee, right? It's good to be king. Shows go quickly. It's a full show. They, You know, when I was on the radio, it took about an hour. You're getting these shows without commercials. They zip right along. I download John Stewart. I love the John Stewart program. I download the John Stewart program, and I zip through the commercials. It takes twenty minutes. I watch my John Stewart. So you're not getting commercials, but you're getting about a full hour of radio. Believe it or not, it goes a lot faster. Saves your time, and thank you for doing this. I'm pleasure doing it. I'm enjoying it, and we're getting. Send me letters. Let me know what you think. Len at lentillum.com. Of course, legal questions. Lentillum.com, and um, we answer them. We do trusts and estates, Medi-Cal planning, asset preservation if someone's in a nursing home. Elder law, the kinds of things we've done over 20 years. We've done thousands of those cases. We do a good job. I'd love to be your lawyer. If you live in the Bay Area and you need a trust or estate planning, think of my firm and send us emails. We answer all of them. Len at lentillum.com. This one's from Jesse. Can I be suspended from a job without pay, without a reason? I was given a lady letter stating a complaint has been lodged against you. You're suspended pending further investigation. That's it. Hey, I've been suspended three weeks. I haven't heard a damn thing. Can they get away with this? Well, Jesse, I think you should go ahead and file for unemployment. It's the same as being laid off. You got a right to collect unemployment benefits to make up for your lost income. And as for your boss... God, it's good to be the boss because they can do this. They don't even have to have a good reason unless you work under a union contract or you have a contract that says you can be fired only for cause. You're a working stiff, a slave, and your boss can fire you at any time. Send us more questions. Let me know what you think of the show. Len at lentillum.com. Thank you.